Hey, Bergie. Um, just wanted to take a little uh, time here to show you how much I appreciate you and all that you've done for me. It's been so awesome growing up, watching you start out as a fan and getting the privilege to play with you and get to see how you, you treat people, the love you have for everyone and the love you have for the game and always getting better. Someone that I always looked up to ever since I first came in the league, we all want to be like you. Uh, we're going to miss you so much, and uh, especially this last two years with you, it's been uh, an honor of mine to ride shotgun with you. And uh, like I said, I felt like I just learned a lot from you. And uh, what you've done for this city, this team, and for hockey in general is something that will forever be cherished uh, amongst many hockey players for many generations to come. Thank you for everything that you've done for me, my family, uh, for this organization, and also for the city of Boston. I know the year I've been here, you helped me so much and I learned so so many things from you and, and you were you were a great leader, great guy on and out of the ice and, and I'm just super proud that I had a chance to play with you and, and share this season with you. Really just gonna miss you and, and miss uh, the everyday being around you and, and just uh, you know, I gotta thank you for making me a better person and, and uh, I'm gonna thrive, you know, try to strive to be like you. Can't think of a better leader than you. Um, you're an unbelievable person, teammate. Um, getting to see how hard you work day in and day out over the years is uh, truly inspiring. And You're a human being that we all look up to and uh, the culture you created here in Boston, it's, it's been really fun to be a part. Uh, we're all going to have you as a great role model. You're never going to be forgotten and uh, you're going to carry on with the legacy here and uh, we're excited about the... What you built here is special and uh, I promise I'll do everything I can to take good care of it. Uh, I love you. I know we'll be friends forever. And uh, I want to wish you the best of luck in your next chapter with your beautiful family. Congratulations for your uh, amazing career. You should be proud of yourself. And, and um, I wish you good luck for, to you and your family in the in, uh, next steps of the life. Hey, Brigitte. Congrats on your retirement. What a career. Hall of Fame. Um, have a good one. <laughs> There's way too many things uh, to say, but you know, I really appreciate you being, you know, my friend for so many years. Um, we've been through so many. We won together, we lost together. Uh, we grew up together. Um, and uh, what a hell of a career. Um, obviously Hall of Famer, no question about it. But I'd like to um, congratulate you and, and uh, your wife, Steph, your kids. Um, I'm sure they're going to be so happy to have you around every single day. And I'm very, very happy to call you my friend. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best. I love you, buddy. I'm going to miss you every day. But, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, what we had was, was pretty special. And, um, you know, just really looking forward to seeing what the next chapter is going to be in, in your uh, life and, um, you know, can't wait to see the kids grow up and, uh, you know, everything they're going to accomplish. So, again, man, uh, thank you for everything. Uh, I love you and uh, I'm going to miss you. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. I see you again. We've come a long way. Yeah, we came a long way.
What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode five of the Drop the Mitts Hockey Podcast. Here I am, Mike Sullivan, alongside my host, Chris Davis. Chris, how you doing on this fine Thursday night? Shitty. Yeah. I'm doing shitty, Mikey. Um, <laughs> any, any, any particular reason why? <laughs> I mean, nothing significant. Um, you know, just life stuff. And Bergeron retiring is there. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just it's it's crazy. It's a day that I didn't think was coming. I mean, I knew it was coming, but it's just I think it's one of those when it finally happens, it's just a shock. And like I said draft in two thousand three. You're two years younger than I am. We we're I was born ninety five. So, like again, man, that's pretty much my whole time being a Bruins fan. Yeah, um, dude. he's on the it- team. Just crazy. It's weird because same thing with me. I'm, I mean, I'm two years younger than you are. I was born in 97. So literally from the time I started to form like, you know, thoughts, Bergeron has right. always been on the Bruins and it's, it's just, it's bizarre. It's, and I said this on our podcast, me, me and Nick's podcast, something's brewing. Um, it doesn't seem like I don't think that it's hit me fully yet like I don't really think that I've accepted it I think my body's rejecting it I think my mind is rejecting it and it's not gonna really fully hit me until game one of the regular season and Bergeron is not taking the opening draw I think that's when it's gonna be like shit Zaka's taking the opening draw like where's Bergeron oh yeah he's done like he's not coming back Um, yeah it's definitely yeah. I, I, I kind of want to ask you, though, because you mentioned, like, like you said, you were surprised but not surprised at the same time. Did you expect this? Because I feel like in the back of our minds, in the back of every Bruins fan's minds, we knew it was a possibility. But I don't know if anyone was truly fully convinced that he was done. Were yeah, I, it's it's hard to explain. I mean, obviously, I think for the past couple of years, we've kind of known that this day was coming. Like, I think. It's it, again, it's just the fact that it happened. It's still, I completely agree. It hasn't hit me either. Yeah. Um, and I think what did it for me, you and I were at that, at that game seven game. Um, and I actually, for whatever reason, I mean, I was half in the bag at that point, but <laughs> for whatever reason, I had this like gut feeling and I, I started taking the video. I had, I wanted to see the handshake line and I wanted to see them leaving the ice and it was one of those little signs that like, man, that, that Marshan and, and Bergie hug at the end. Like you watch yeah. that over and over and over now. Like I just went back yesterday and watched it again. And I was like, yeah, you know, like I didn't want to believe it, <laughs> but like yeah. that, that was one of those like tall tale signs that, you know, this, this day was probably coming. And then you listen to interviews throughout the year, you know, yep. Coming back one more year. Like, you know, we got one more year and, you kind of put everything together and it's just, it makes sense. Well, talking about the signs too, kind of like what you were saying, uh, like after that game, the body language and the hugs and, and all that, you know, he was the last one to leave the ice. Um, there was another thing that Brett Howard from the only Bruins pod, shout out to Brett. He mentioned today on his episode, how that final regular season game against Montreal, the uh, team had champagne in the locker room. And that's not, that's not something that you do in a normal season. You know, usually you're, you're gearing up for the playoffs. Your, your, your mind is elsewhere. It's not on celebrating, you know, 
a full 82 game schedule. And now obviously looking back at it in hindsight, knowing that they did that, knowing that Bergeron played in that final game in his hometown, you know, in front of his parents, um, it, it really, it really does make sense. And I think also it, we all knew these things. We all saw these signs last year, you know, during the regular season, but I think we all shoved it under the rug because we didn't want to, we, we didn't want to, to come to terms with those, with the reality of like, okay, this is kind of like Bergeron's farewell. He's doing it quietly as you know, everything that he does, he, he never wants to be, in the public eye. He never wants to be the center of attention just because he's that humble of a human being and that humble of a man. But if you, if you kind of read between the lines, it was kind of obvious, I want to say, but again, there was always a chance he came back, but, but you know, looking back at it, it does make sense. I think also like the team's success and how dominant they were this year. I think it was kind of put on the back burner. Um, I mean, to be honest, man, I was so hyped for every game. Every game was so exciting that I kind of, like I said, put it on the back burner. I wasn't really even thinking about it. Like, I kind of forgot that, like, it could be his last year. And not that I took it for granted, but I think I did a little bit, honestly. Like, I I was so caught up in their success, like, and I still, just now, I I still don't believe it, dude. Like, it's just... It's going to be, yeah. like you said, a weird feeling night one. I don't think it's going to hit us till then. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, next week we can talk about lines and the new captains and everything. But I think for this week uh, we just, you know, should just talk about how appreciative we are of him and yeah. um, how great of a leader he was, how much of a staple he was in this community. Um. And man, just just seeing all the dudes from across the league talking about him. Some never even played with him. Right. Um, the only Bruins boys brought up like Mark Stone, um, you know, reaching out to Bergie about Bruce Cassidy and just how helpful he was. Just no one had anything negative to say about him. That goes it goes to show what kind of guy he is. Yeah, I mean, I I think they also mentioned you know. Obviously, guys, guys battle on the ice, right? They're they're taking shots at guys. They're chasing after certain players just because they're that high caliber of a player. They want to target them. That's what they said, target. Yep. But but no one would ever target Bergeron in a way that was dirty or or you know violent. You know what I mean? And in it's just kind of touching on his respect that he had among all players in the league. And I had mentioned actually on something's Bruins too. Um, it was it same thing, except for Alex Burroughs in 2011 <laughs> when, when, when Burroughs bit his finger. <laughs> but then the thing, the thing about that is though, like you saw the response from the team and, and that's a 24 year old Bergeron. That's not yeah. a, that's not like a cemented in the league. He's been here for 15 years. Not like that kind of player that like, that's still a young Bergeron, but he's still, had that respect among the league where you see Burroughs bite him. And then for the rest of the series, everyone on the Bruins is just shoving their gloves in in everybody's face. And it's like, that speaks on the respect that he had among teammates too. It's like, you like, this is the one guy that you just absolutely do not mess around with. Like, like you you just don't, you can't. Yeah. I think, I think just in talking about the response of, that incident it just goes to show the culture that they built in boston 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think obviously Zidano and Bergy were like instrumental to that. Yeah. Um, and I'm really hoping they carry on that tradition because again, they had that, it was like a brotherhood. Um, it was like, no one messes with us and, and you were going to find out about it. If, you know, if you decide to fuck around with one of our teammates, um, and like, again, that just goes to show the, the like community they built, the type of game they wanted everyone to play. Like it just, I hope they carry that with them this year and years to come. Yeah. Well, you kind of, you heard McAvoy in, you know, his, uh, in, in his statement in the Bruins video tribute to uh, Bergeron, he said that he's going to do everything he can to carry on the, the culture and the traditions that, you know, Bergeron built. And I mean, it's, it's not an easy task to do that either. You know what, right. what Bergeron in that core brought back to the Bruins was it, it can't go you know, you can't dismiss it. It the Bruins for for us. I know we're younger, but we know those early two thousands years were were ugly. They were not yeah. good. There, there there was no culture really. Yeah. There was no backbone. There was no spine. There was almost no identity, which is so weird to say about an original six team in the in the early two thousands to identify with you know a lack of culture and a lack of identity and and you know a lack of a presence in the league almost. And that all changed when, you know, Zidane Chara came back. Patrice Bergeron comes into the league and starts to, you know, solidify his spot as one of those leaders in this clubhouse. And they brought back that culture from the abyss, basically. And I think they did such an amazing job in maintaining it and, and making it as strong as it is that these young players now with the team – Guys like, you know, McAvoy, guys, I would even throw Jake DeBrusque in there. He's been around the culture that's that's been here. Um, guys like that, they're, they're going to carry it on. Marshawn, obviously, it, that's instilled in him. Pasta, that's instilled in him. And I think that Bergeron's um, level of influence on those younger guys there's so much respect for him that there's there's they they can't just toss all all of that to the side. They know they have to continue that. They know they have to bring that into their games and and continue that tradition and and instill that in the youth that's coming up now. Guys like Lysel, guys like Lorai, guys like Mikulov. Like this is the Bruins culture now. There was a gap in those early 2000s, but since those guys came over, they brought it back and they've you know, instituted that level of competition and and just dedication and what it means to be a Bruin and that can't be understated and and a guy like McAvoy he's going to continue that yeah I completely agree and also one thing I wanted to bring up too is I think there's something to be said about someone who has spent their entire career with one team 19 years (sighs) there are multiple chances he could have left to go get out you know take other opportunities and you see that a lot now in today's NHL um, and, and just sports as a whole. Just it's very rare to see one player stick with one team his entire career and especially 19 years at that. A long career, dude. Um, ni- and 19 years, dude. Yeah, it, it's and one thing I really respected, too. Um, I don't know if you watched that news conference, but there were yeah. there were a few points that kind of things that he said that kind of really like it just looked like during his new during the conference he just looked at peace man like he just looked like he just looked like he was at peace with his decision he 
is like really ready for that next chapter. Um, and that's something I can really respect. And he wanted to to go out while he was still top of his game. And I can I can respect that. So many times you see guys just you don't know when they just keep going. And then not that it hurts their legacy, but I think like again for Berge to go out on top winning his sixth Selkie. It's amazing that he's still playing at the that he was still playing at that level. Oh, 100%, dude. I mean, he had one of his best seasons ever, but speaking on like on on guys that kind of come back and, and maybe they should have retired earlier than they did, right? And you see those final seasons they're struggling. They're not the same player they used to be. It it, it gets kind of sad. I mean, look at a guy like and and like I I, I kind of don't like to bring it up, but it relates to this topic. A, a guy like Jonathan Taves, right? You've seen his game drop off so much. And I know that has to do with, you know, injuries and other things like that. But he, you don't think of Taves the same way that you used to, right? Now you're kind of looking at him like, oh, maybe he can play like 3C, maybe 2C on a on a middling team. But you, ne- like, you don't want to see Bergeron retire as a third-line center. You want to see Bergeron go out on the top of his game where he's still playing at such an elite level. Like you said, he won the Selkie this year, his sixth. That's a record. I mean, it's it's it makes me so proud as as a Bruins fan and as a person from, you know, Boston, Massachusetts, New England, whatever. It makes me so proud and grateful that we were able to call Patrice Bergeron a Boston Bruin for 19 amazing years of hockey amazing years of hockey yeah man i'm like brett you know boosie and brett um over at uh only brewing they did an unbelievable job and um you know brett was getting choked up talking about it man like he's completely right we didn't deserve no. a guy like patrice bergeron i don't think any team does like again there is no one like patrice bergeron in this game that this game has ever seen no, um, just the class, just a complete class act, and uh, you know a story that just you know triggered in my mind, man. I don't know if you remember, he was at the faceoff dot with Tage Thompson, yes, and his wife. You know, again, he kind of just went up to him close and just, w- just pretty much told Tage Thompson that he was in his thoughts and his wife was in his thoughts. And again, like for someone to have to to know that and to like be worried about people on the other team. Not just your team. Like, right. you're still looking out for people on, on the other team across from you. It just goes to show what kind of guy he is. Like, that, that's unbelievable. Yeah, like, that's oh – my God, what a memory, dude. And that's the team you're about to battle with, a team in your division. Like, Bergeron was an amazing hockey player. Hall of Fame, absolute legend and icon in Boston Bruins history. One of the greatest Boston Bruins of all time. But he's an even better person which is an unbelievable thing to realize and to understand because he was, like I said, a Hall of Fame hockey player, but he's an even better person. It's, it's, you don't get that every day. I mean, you're a professional athlete, one of the best in the sport, and you're so humble to the point where I, I would honestly say that him as a hockey player in his mind is second to being a person. And, right. and it's, it's so unbelievable and it's, it's, and I know I said before, but we were so lucky, but it's to, to know that that 
high caliber of a human being was representing your team, whether it was in all-star games, whether it was over in the Olympics. I know in the Olympics you're representing your country, but at the same time, people still remember he's a Bruin. Um, you're representing everything what it what it means to be a member of this hockey club. And when you think of the Boston Bruins, the first thought is Patrice Bergeron. 100%, dude. I, yeah. yeah. And, and, to, and to have that person be your team representative, you literally cannot handpick a better person. Yeah, no, I, again, when listening to Boozy and Brett, all the unbelievable stories about how he just was always caring for, you know, his teammates, whether it was, you know, in Boston, people in Providence, people like they brought up, I believe it was Gamel Smith. Yeah, Jamel Smith. Yeah, yeah, Jamel yeah. Smith, sorry. Um, that story, man, like, again, it, it just it's a testament of what kind of person he is, that he cared that deeply to go down there and actually make sure this kid was OK. And it just, again, just goes to show who the type of person he is. And um, there again, there will be no one else like Patrice Bergeron ever no, no, um, absolutely in not. this game. I mean, he's one of the all time great captains yep. um, ever. So. Yeah, I think it was John Michael Lyles. And I, again, not to keep quoting the only Bruins. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, boys. Yeah. But they said, too, like the John Michael Lyles uh, interview on Spit and Chicklets, he was, he said that he, it's him and Joe Sackick, the two best leaders in the game that the game has ever seen, Joe Sackick and Patrice Bergeron. And I mean, to be lumped in with Joe Sackick is unbelievable. Yeah. It just, again, he, he embodied like everything it, about what being a Bostonian is. Um, and he was so instrumental and pivotal in the community um, with all the community work he did. Um, and again, man, like it's, it's going to be so weird not seeing him in the, uh, in the face off dot. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I, again, going back to that news conference, he just looked like he was at peace looked like he was excited to start this new chapter with uh with his family and to be a dad, be a husband um and really just be there for his entire family. He just he looked genuinely excited about it and I wanted to bring up back, you know, what his teammates were saying. I I think back to like those montage videos that teams make when players retire. Every single player looked genuinely not upset but emotional. They did uh, every single one, man. They, they, they were teary eyed. Um, and you know, I, yesterday or it might've been the day before, um, Ty Anderson put out a tweet that that's what those guys were wearing after, you know, the day after they had lost. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of crazy to think like they, they, they knew about this. They knew this was happening and it is emotional, man. They, they left it all out there and it, Obviously, it didn't work out the way that they wanted it to. But um, again, he's he's going out on top and he looked genuinely excited to start this new chapter. Yeah, man. I mean, think about I mean, everything that he's done for the city, too. Right. Obviously, he has that program. Um, Patrice's pals. Um, he, he donated to Boston Children's Hospital. He was a strong member of this community since day one. I mean, he didn't have to do that in the beginning. He didn't have to. I mean, nobody, 
knew he was going to turn out to be the player that he did. I'm sure in Bergeron's mind, him just being him, he knew that there was a chance that he could become this high caliber of a player. He could become this instrumental in the Boston community. Um, but nobody tells you that you have to do these things. You could easily just be a player who plays the game, practices, and goes home. And that's all. You don't have to do all these things. But it's it's who he was as a person and who – not was, who he is as a person um, that – you know, made him do this. And and that's why he's such a legend in this city. He's, he's going to be a legend forever. He's an icon in the city. I would, I mean, you think about great Boston athletes, you think of David Ortiz, you think of Tom Brady, you think of, I mean, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett and Patrice Bergeron is right there. He's a, he's a top five athlete in our generation for, in terms of, you know, Boston in itself. He is one of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think without a doubt, 37 has to go in the rafters this oh, year. Yeah. Yeah. This, this year. 100%. Not, not next year, not the year. It, it goes up this year, especially with the tradition of the centennial season. It has to go up this year. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I, I want to go through, you know, his stats and awards and everything yeah. just to show how, how dominant he was in this league. Um, you know, obviously he had a 19. 19- he was 2003. He was the second round. He was a second round pick, 45th overall. You know, 1,294 games played, 427 goals, 613 assists, 1,040 points, and ended his career as, as a plus 289, which is unreal. Um, and that you know the only again we're gonna bring up the only Bruins guys, <laughs> all time leader in faceoff wins. Yeah unbelievable like you know and then and then just to go through his awards and everything um we we know about his six selkies mark messier leadership award um the two obviously won the cup in 11 king clancy award in 2012 2013 um just a decorated player um and again first ballot hall of famer that 37 needs to go right up in the rafters without a doubt Honest, honest to God, everybody knows it's happening, right? Like it's it's the most it's the most locked in thing of all time. Yeah. Why not do an opening night? Why not do an opening night? Dude, I I'm I'm completely with you. I I think it just in doing it opening night. I think it would just not that we have to prove to Bergie that we cared about him and he was instrumental to. I mean, everyone loved him in this city. Uh, but I think it would just, it really would show the tradition of this team and what he's built and the appreciation that everyone has had for him and his game and what he's given to Boston. I think without a doubt, he deserves to have it opening night. Well, uh, think of, think about this too, right? Centennial season, you're celebrating your hundredth year as an NHL organization, as an NHL franchise. This is your 100th year. That's crazy. Yeah, It's a giant milestone, not only for the organization, but for the city and the fans as a whole, right? And if you can kick off the season by retiring, honestly, pro- I don't want to say the best captain in Bruins history because there's so many, but Listen. I, but I mean, maybe, right? Bro, I'm telling you, between Zidane Chara yes. and Patrice Bergeron, those are two of the greatest. And again, yeah, you can call it Boston bias or whatever. 
those are two of the greatest captains and leaders to ever play in this game. Right. And, and that's 20... not just coming from a, a from a person from Boston or whatever. That's coming from the entire league. Right. Like again, that's that's fact. And it's Ooh. funny, it's funny you mentioned Chara and Bergeron, right? Because I, I was ready to call Bergeron the greatest captain in right, the yeah. history. But then I'm like, well, Chara too, dude. You can't you they were both unbelievable captains. So I would put them as like almost like an Omar and swim in, like a one A one B, like yeah. just fucking just awesome, right? <laughs> they're they're two greatest captains that you could ask for. But if you can kick off the centennial season and really start to celebrate the organization as a whole, dude. What a, what a fucking way to kick it off. What dude. a way to kick it off. What a better like what better way to kick off the hundredth year than retiring one of the greatest captains, not only in Bruins history, but in NHL history, one of the greatest players in NHL history, the Selkie King. Uh, Selkie. Uh, the- I, I mean, Captain Canada, basically. Right. I mean, Listen. retire it. Retire, you know, retire Patrice Bergeron's <laughs> jersey on opening night. I will be there. I will pay I will pay $1,000 to take it. I don't I, care. I will be at every game until they do it. Yes. No matter how, hey. how hard it hits my wallet. Hey, don't let Jacobs hear that. Don't let Jacobs hear that. <laughs> He's like, I'm never going to retire this shit. <laughs> right, right, right. Just suck all the money out of your wallet. Yeah, man. Man, he does anyways. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it's crazy. It's it's going to be a it's going to be a different year and I don't know what to expect. Obviously, I don't want to talk about future plans or whatever with this team. I think yeah. we should solely dedicated to how great Patrice Bergeron was and what yeah. he meant to the city of Boston and what he meant to us, man, like growing up playing in mass and man playing. I remember playing mini hockey with my buddies, you know, pretending to be Bergeron and having my Bergeron Jersey on. It's just crazy to think about. And uh, yeah, obviously we wish him the best in retirement. We wish, um, you know, his family the best. Um, and again, it just, it really warms your heart to see, how genuinely excited he looked um, to start this next chapter and to be, you know, be a dad, not, not be a, not be an NHL athlete to be a dad. And I I think that that really is what made his decision. Like he just looked at peace with it. He looked like he was ready to be a dad and, and be a husband to his wife, be a son to his parents. Like, again, it just, he looked at peace with it. And I think that's what makes it a little bit easier. I mean, I don't think any of this is going to be, a breeze, but you know, it should warm your heart that he looks at peace and he just is excited to start that next chapter. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to think about that too. I mean, 19 years in the NHL, I'm, I'm not sure how long he's been married, but it's, we all know too, like his, his dad is sick. Um, he yep. just had a baby. So obviously congrats to Bergeron and his family for that. But you've played 19 years in the league, dude. You, you have a gold medal. You have a Stanley Cup. You have six freaking Selkies, for God's sakes. What else can you do, right? I think at this point in his life, he's 38 years old. He's he's ready to become a family. I don't want to say become a family man. He's always been a family man. But he's ready to make that his main focus, right? And yeah. and how can you how can you not look at that and also be like, you know what? God damn, what a guy, right? Like, like it's yeah. time. Like this is his decision that like, nobody should be angry about that. Nobody should be upset about that or, or, you know, flustered about it either. It's, it's, he, he, he 
dedicated 19 years of his life to Boston Bruins hockey. Like he said in his in his retirement presser, he left everything out there. He gave everything that he had to the Boston Bruins organization, and he has no regrets. And as a as a you know as a Bruins fan, and and as both of us watching him throughout his entire career, you can back that up easily. He the guy played with a punctured lung. He played with a hole in his lung. I can't. If I had a hole in my lung, Chris, I would be in my bed for three months. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't move. Dude, yeah, I'd be. Yeah, I'd be on Netflix bingers for sure. Dude, I, he played playoff hockey with a hole in his lung. Yeah, it's nuts. You know, Mikey, you bring up the the injuries, and one thing I want to touch on again is, you know, there was a time in his career early on with the concussion issues. Yes. You know, there was there was a there was a span of time where he might not have played again ever. Yep. And, and you know, there was a question asked that did it ever cross your mind and he goes, "No, I mean, I just kind of was going to do whatever it took to get back and again, the preparation that he you know, that he could that's another like um like sign from him too that he said, "I just I wasn't able to get up and I wasn't able to get motivated to train and Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's crazy to think about how much he's had to overcome throughout his career, especially with concussions. We know how fucking scary those are. And, you know, a lot of people don't come back from those. A lot of people, you know, it affects them for the rest of his of their lives. Um, And he was one of the lucky ones. You know, I'm sure that there were times in his life where he was in some dark, dark times. But to see him now at the end of his career and pretty much pretty healthy i'd say um he's had some fucking crazy injuries you know during some deep playoff runs but it's just good to see again man like for all the things that he's had to overcome injury wise the the concussions the you know the punctured fucking lung dude like are you (laughs) jesus christ like it's just you know it, it really was emotional for me yesterday watching that and just thinking about like you know how how fucking scary that must have been for him you know the game that he loved his career like could have been could have been over and he again to see him at that you know at that press conference just he looked relieved he looked again at peace he just it it was good to see obviously for for our own selfish reasons we're sad and upset we're not going to see him out on the ice and you know i'm sure we'll see him within the community and everything um, cause that's just the type of guy he is, but it really makes me happy to know that he's, you know, genuinely excited to start this next chapter. Yeah, dude, just, just to kind of, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, all Bruins fans know this, but I know there's some other fans in here that watch and listen to the show, but the 2013 Stanley cup final, we're speaking on his injuries, right? Just this, this list of injuries that he was playing with throughout the playoffs, a broken rib, a separated shoulder torn cartilage in his collarbone and then the punctured lung that's four major injuries right there and he's still playing 20 minutes a night and he's giving it his all it's and and i mean that right there should just sum up everything about you know what he gave to us as fans and and his hockey career you can't ask for more than that the guy literally put his body on the line literally put his body in harm's way for the game of hockey and it's yeah. unbelievable it's unbelievable you know i i think the term uh i gave everything i had or 
you know, I tried my best. You know, I, I think that can get overused sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I don't think when when Bergeron said in his press conference um, that he left it all out there. I want to get the exact quote because it it was it gave me chills, man. To be to be completely honest, it gave me chills. And what instantly came back in my mind were those concussions, the injuries yeah. that he had, the shots that he would lay down to block, defending his teammates. The quote is, "I left everything out there." I have no regrets on anything, and I gave it my absolute all. Yep. Gave me chills, dude. And he said it, and, and he, you can tell just by looking at him, he was at peace with it, and he really knew he gave everything he had. There was not he, there was nothing left for him to give to this city and to this team and his teammates. Right, and it's like you said, like, I mean, I was watching the press car. It was actually funny. I was, uh, I was, I was working and I was doing my route and I had a walking route, right? So I'm just walking down the street and I have my phone, dude. I have my phone in front of me like this and the mail in my right hand. And I'm watching the press conference as I'm walking down the street. And it's, and like you said, he just looked at peace. It's, it really struck me. He just, you could tell he, he was content with his decision. He was happy with how he ended his career. And you could tell that this was his time to, to call it and call yeah. it a career, hang up the skates and be done. And to see him in that conference speaking the way that he was, his body language, his head up high, shoulders up high. He's not, he's not sulking, nothing. He doesn't look sad. He, he knows he, that it's time. He knows it's time. He gave everything that he had to everybody, and he owes this organization nothing. He gave us everything that he human in in his power. He gave everything that he could. But I was I, I had posted a video on Twitter actually, um, right when he retired. It was his first goal against LA in in two thousand three. Just to give you a perspective on how long he's been playing with the Bruins. Do you know who assisted on his first goal? Let me. I'm gonna take. I want three. I want at least three guesses because I want to name some outrageous Bruins. All right, I'll give you three. I'll give you three. (laughs) Was it Glenn Murray? No. Was it Jason Allison? No. Wow, what a name though. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Was it? Uh, was it Jumbo Joe? Nope. Who was it? It was Brian Ralston. Holy. And the GOAT, Sergei Samsonov. Holy, again, man, you know, it's funny. It's funny you bring up those names because um, yesterday when they were playing, um, it was like a montage video, I guess. And they were, they were playing, remember that commercial when they were the Fleet Center? When the, yes. the garden, dude, and, <laughs> yeah. and him and, him and uh, Razor are on the Zamboni on the fucking, like, and again, <laughs> his, it's so crazy to see like his English now, like how yes. well spoken he is. And like, again, in that commercial, man, he was like, you could tell he looked a little uncomfortable. Like he was like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, man, and, and to go and to see that. And then automatically they go to the press conference and just to listen, to be able to listen how well spoken he is now. It just, it goes to show how long he's been here and how, far he's come in his career like it's yeah. it was such a it was such a good uh you know shout out to the Bruins too like they did such a good job with everything oh, um yesterday and um I don't think any questions were left I mean I think that you know Bergie did a pretty good job explain like again like you said he owes us nothing right so you know I I think he it was nice to see him at peace and just 
you know, he's just ready, man. It's, it's good that he's doing this. I, I really wouldn't for him. I mean, I, I wouldn't have wanted him to see, it would have been hard to see him decline in his game. I think yeah. with, with how much he's meant to this team in this city, seeing him decline, man, we, we know how fast these, some fans fucking turn on these guys. Right. Yeah. And I after mean, everything, and, and you would hope, you would hope that they wouldn't turn on someone like Patrice Bergeron, but I'm glad that they, they have nothing. I mean, he's going out on the top of his game. Yeah. Um, and you know, Twitter folks going after, I'm not saying for all Chicago Blackhawks fans were doing this, but obviously with Taves cap hit and everything, they were getting angry and they were yeah. like, again, this dude brought you multiple Stanley cups and he brought you a dynasty. Yeah. And like, again, it just, it just goes, it goes to show that we're in such a um, way of thinking, like, what have you done for me lately? Yes, You know what Ooh, I mean? Like that, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Chris. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's just, that's the way that we're living. That's the, the way society is now. Like, what have you done for me lately? And again, they can't say that about Patrice Bergeron. He's going out top of his game. He genuinely left everything he had on the ice. Well, and you were speaking on, you know, you don't want to see people turning on him, right? Like, because obviously when you get older and you play kind of past your limits, I want to say you're, you're going to slow down. You're not going to become, you're not going to be the same player that you used to be. Um, But people are still going to expect you to be certain people are. And you listen to, and I know a lot of them got hammered by, you know, not actual knowledgeable fans. Felger and Maz, calling him overrated he you know stuff like that it's like this is this is why people don't want to listen to these shows anymore it's because you're just saying these things to get reactions and everybody knows it's bullshit and and for a guy like patrice bergeron to retire and and give you what he gave you and on the day he announces his retirement for these local radio stations to be basically what's the term like slandering him a little bit it's like you can't take a day off from that nonsense to show your appreciation for a guy who gave 19 years of his career to the city who is a bona fide number one first ballot hall of famer who brought you a stanley cup who brought back culture to the boston bruins organization you can't take a break from that nonsense for a day and just speak honestly on what he meant to hockey and the Bruins as a whole. Like it's ridiculous. And it it actually makes me mad because he gave you everything. Like you said earlier in the show, he could have left if he wanted to, he could have taken more money elsewhere, but no, he wanted to stay. He was a Boston Bruin through and through. And these, these media outlets that are just finding anything bad to say or, or any little thing that they can poke at. It's like, it's like, come on. It's, this is why people are losing respect for you guys. Yeah. Very, I, very quickly. Yeah. I think, you know, I was going to say with all due respect, but I actually don't have any respect. Um, <laughs> it just goes to show how little hockey knowledge they have. That too. Um, and, and you know what, if, if you don't have the knowledge in something and you can't, genuinely speak to it for them to say that he was overrated and not one of the greatest of two-way forwards of all time you're just do all you're in it for is clickbait at that point right 
Like, what kind of fucking clown show? You know nothing about the game of hockey, clearly. Right. Because right. Even, even players within the game with way more knowledge than all of us fucking put together right. <laughs> are saying that he's one of the greatest to ever play this game, the best two-way forward. Yes. And for me, it's not close. Obviously, I give, you know, respect to players like Pavel Datsuk and – like, again, yeah, that, that dude's a Hall of Famer as well. But the amount of time that Bergeron has been at this point of the best two-way forward, it, it, there, it's not close for me. It's There's no one close, and I don't think we're ever going to see a player like Patrice Bergeron. And, yeah, I agree. It fucking infuriates me, too. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, go, on these, you go on these radio shows, and you, you want to hear the good things that he's done. Like, again, right. you – you can't take a fucking one day break to stop bitching about it, it's ridiculous. It is like, again, it, this dude, this, this, he came here as an 18 year old and spent his entire life, his entire adult life in this city, giving everything he could. And, and all you have to argue about is, well, he, he's not the greatest two way forward of all time. How about what he meant to the city off the right. ice? You know what I mean? And, and you know what? I, it's so fucking infuriating, dude, and I can't even listen to that shit anymore. And you know I, what? I hear I hear guys like Ty Anderson getting upset and and you know Shout again, out I, dude. Shout sh- sorry. Shout out to Ty Anderson because he's one of the guys who's in those mainstream media outlets and yep. he doesn't care. He's calling these guys out saying that it's bullshit and that they don't know what they're talking about. So Ty if you and- don't if you sorry, if you're listening you're good, to bro. this if you're listening to the show right now and you don't follow Ty Anderson on Twitter, you're doing yourself a disservice. Please go follow Ty Anderson. He's the most knowledgeable hockey reporter. Him and Connor Ryan. Shout out, I mean, shout out to all those beat writers. Joe Haggerty, Steve Conroy of the Herald. Like Evan Marinovsky. Evan Marinovsky. Patrick follow, Donnelly. All Patrick those guys. Donnelly, yeah. All these guys. These. If you really want to hear what's going on and you want to hear actual hockey knowledge, get off of Felger and Maz. Get off of 98.5. Except... Do listen to 98.5 Underground because Ty Anderson is really good on that. But, like, these are the guys you want to be following. These are the guys you want to be listening to. If you're if you're spewing off what Felger and Maz are saying, it's the most obvious. Okay. People on Twitter, when they have a take to say, and it's, it's like, the most obvious Felger take of all time. Like, like say, when they, when they said that the Bruins should trade Hampus Lindholm, and then you saw people on Twitter – also saying that it's like oh oh you listen to felger oh okay so like i just shouldn't listen to anything that you say but yeah shout out to those guys give ty a follow give connor a follow give evan marinovsky a follow joe Haggerty, conroy pat donnelly all these guys they're they're phenomenal people um i i know in my limited time in the media, they were they were open to me. They were they they treated me with respect and as if I was one of their own. They made me comfortable, you know. They're awesome people, and if you're looking to get this knowledge and and real hockey takes, these are the best people to follow. Yeah, hundred percent. And and one thing I can appreciate from guys like Ty and all those guys you mentioned, they come with fact, and that's something that doesn't necessarily happen anymore um, in this day and age. Um, everyone has an opinion, but one thing that, you know, they all, they all posted their, you know, videos of appreciation to, to Bergeron. And, um, again, they're just realistic and they come with fact. Yep. They're, they're some, they're the best follows I have for, for, you know, Bruins stats and everything. Um, 
Yeah, man, I, it's it's funny you brought up Felger and Mads because I, I was really, really mad, um, you know, hearing all that stuff. And it just, you know, it should be about Bergeron, should be solely about Bergeron, about his family. I mean, this is a special day. I mean, he, not today, yesterday, sorry, but he gave everything to this, to this, uh, to this city and to have, you know, that clown show just fucking talk about like what he wasn't and solely their opinions with, with zero hockey knowledge. Um, it just, it just goes to show, but you know, that that's why we're here. That's why those guys that you mentioned are here. So we can truly talk about how special he was, how special the career of Patrice Bergeron was, um, and what he meant. Dude, it's like, can you not mention maybe his over 1000, points can you maybe not mention playing over a thousand games um can you you not not mention his six selkies can Can you you not mention the stanley cup that he brought this city in fucking 2011 can you not mention him changing the culture can you not mention him being one of the best captains in the league can you not mention his you know countless donations to the boston children's hospital can you not mention his charity organization patrice's pals it actually makes me like it makes me so angry and it's why some players have a bias towards boston because these idiots that just spew this nonsense and i i was gonna say sorry for calling them idiots but honestly i'm not sorry (laughs) i'm really not sorry but it's like what it's focus on the good that they did and even with bergeron there was no bad they they just they 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 just always lean that way and it makes me so angry so 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 angry dude yeah we're gonna uh, we're gonna have to check our blood pressures before uh, EA uh, SHL or whatever, <laughs> whatever I got my well, fucking blood boiling dude dude this might <laughs> honestly this might we're gonna score like twelve goals in the first game we're gonna we're, we're amped up right now yeah dude man had has me fired up um <laughs> you know I I don't know what the future holds for this team. Um, All what I do know is um, this team should be, and I think everyone in the city should be extremely grateful um, for the countless 19 years that Patrice Bergeron was with us, um, was in the city. And I, I, like I said, the fact that we were blessed enough to have a guy like him in this organization and as fans being able to follow a guy like him, um, it's just truly special to, you know, think about and kind of reminisce on the, the amazing goals he scored in overtime and just all the countless plays that he made the just man, going back and watching all those videos, especially like the leaf series, that goal he scored, you know, the hair on my arms fucking stood right up. I'm like, it brought me back to that fucking the day I was watching that game. I remembered it. I don't remember a lot of things, you know, from from my childhood, (laughs) And, but man, I, that brought me back to the exact day that that happened. And I I remember, yeah, no, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. No. And you know what I mean? It's like, and it brought me it. And as a, just as a human being, I love being able to go back and, you know, cause sometimes I think we forget to take a step back yeah, and remember the good times that we've had with, with people, with, you know, friends, family. And that, that was, again, it was like it happened yesterday. I, I remembered being around all my friends and my family members, like watching that game and that goal just, I, it brought me back to that exact day and it, it I couldn't help but have a smile on my face yeah, you know, dude. thinking about that and watching that highlight. It's just like, it brought me back. 
And, you know, I, I just – it was one of the best feelings I've had in a while. So No, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think – because with Bergeron, obviously, there's so, so, so many moments that you could pick from that are his best moments, right, in a, in a Bruins organ, in the Bruins organization in his career. There's so many great moments that you could choose from, but we always tend to go back to 2013. And I think rightfully so, because I, I do think out of all the great moments that he's had, whether it was like, I don't know, the, the double overtime winner against Pittsburgh in 2013 or um, the shorthanded goal in game seven of the Stanley Cup final 2011 when he was sliding down on his knees and he slid it past Luongo. It w- but I, I think that you always go back to 2013 game seven against Toronto where because I was making the intro for the uh, Something's Bruin episode dedicated to Bergeron, and I was putting in the clip of him tying the game with like 50 seconds left, and then I put the clip in of him getting the overtime winner. And like you said, it just brings you right back. And I can remember every little detail from that game. I swear to God, every little detail. I remember my... I think I was 14 years old at the time, or sorry, I was 15 years old at the time. And I'm in my living room. We still got like a big box TV, dude. And, and I'm standing, <laughs> dude, I'm standing like an inch away from the screen. I'm, I'm like, this is the eighties, dude. <laughs> dude, I, dude, I'm telling you, I was, I was like standing up, dude. I'm jumping up and down. Like I'm all antsy. He scores that tying goal. I'm going nuts. I'm going bonkers dude i am going i'm sure i like woke up my entire neighborhood and and it's like it just brings you back to that moment and then he scores the overtime winner and it's like oh my god that the fact that he tied that game the fact that he scored the overtime winner it's like he's just he's just that guy you you know he's the guy you saying that who else would it could it have been you, exactly. you, you couldn't have written it any better. Who else right. but Bergeron? Who else? Right. Right. Like, again, man, it just, it's... Like, I'm telling you, written. like, dude, like, it, like if Sagan scored the overtime winner, we'd still remember the game, obviously. But, like, yeah. I feel like it wouldn't have the same weight. Like, it's just, like, it solidified Bergeron for, like, being like, oh, my God. Like, this is, this is Bergeron's yeah. team. Like, this is Bergeron right yeah. now. It's all him. You know, and and when when Char was the captain, obviously I'm not taking away anything because Char was a huge part in building right. this this um what's the word I'm looking for? Like this community, the, just the way the way of the Boston Bruins. Um he was instrumental in that, but you know, but there was no doubt in anyone's mind who the next captain was gonna be of this team when that time came. There was no doubt. Because yeah. Char, Char wore the sea, but Bergeron was just as much of a captain. And, and, and again, I'm not taking anything away from Char and how much he meant to this team and, and this city and how great of a leader he was. But I think everyone within the community of the Bruins knows that Bergeron was a 1A captain. Oh, yeah. Like, well, wh- without a doubt. Like, yeah, it, there was no doubt in anyone's mind who, who was going to have that C once Char left. There was no doubt. Well, it's funny that you say that because, you know, towards the end of Char's reign in Boston, right, there were people saying like, and I honestly, I'll be honest, I was one of them. I was saying it's like, before it's too late, give the seat to Bergeron. 
Like before it's too late, you need to have Bergeron wear the C for this team. And I was getting nervous because it almost seemed like Char wasn't going to, you know, he was going to try to play as long as he could. Right. And you kind of saw him play for as long as he could. And, um, and to go back on not wanting to see players kind of play past their, their primes and slow down. Chara kind of did that a little bit. He wasn't the same in Washington. He wasn't the same with the Islanders, but in his, in the last like two years of Chara's time with the Bruins, I was saying to all my friends, I was saying on Twitter back before, you know, back when I had like 200 followers, I was just spewing nonsense on Twitter. And right. I was saying like, like Charin needs to give the seat to Bergeron. It, it would, it would have been a travesty if Bergeron never wore the seat for this team. And thank God that he did because it would not have sat right with me or 99% of Bruins fans. If he didn't. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And honestly, I don't think he wore it long enough. Um, I don't think so either. I mean, uh, still, I'm grateful for the years that he did, you know, the yeah. couple of years that he he did wear it. But I think he was considered a captain without wearing the C. Yeah, he had the A, but you know what? I don't think anyone can deny the fact that he was un, like a second captain on that team. Oh, yeah. 1A, 1B. Yeah. So I, it's just... It still hasn't hit me even t- going through all these like like everything we're talking about. I still am like I don't I, I still have it in my mind that like, oh, no, we'll see him like we're going to see him uh, opening draw. Like I think we're just dude, <laughs> yeah. dude, I've listened to three different podcasts, just three different Bruins podcasts today, all talking about Bergeron. And here we are talking about it still. And I'm like, eh. I don't know, man. (laughs) Like it just doesn't seem real, but he'll be back. Yeah. But you know what I'm, you know what I'm so thankful for is that it, this isn't the NBA. This isn't the NFL where, you know, there's that thought in the back of your mind where like, maybe he's going to come back, like, like pull a Brady or like, or an Aaron, not Aaron Rodgers, um, Brett Favre, like retire like five times. Like, no, no, no. Like that, that takes everything away from their legacy. I think if you retire and then like a year later, you're like, no, 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 actually I was just kidding. Like I'm coming back. It's like, oh my God, like just, just put a book note or I'm sorry, not a book note, uh, 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 like a, like a end note, whatever it's called, dude. I don't know. But, (laughs) but like, don't, don't go back on your word. And obviously Bergeron's not going to, and I'm very, very grateful for that because, now we can talk about him and his career without having the thought of maybe he comes back and then having to restart this conversation. This is it. And we're able to reflect on his career, reflect on his time in Boston and appreciate everything that he gave us. And, and I haven't fully cried yet. I definitely have teared up a little bit. I haven't had tears come down my face yet, but I'm, if anything, they're happy tears, you know, they're, it's like, it's, 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 so, it's so bittersweet, you know, because yeah. it, it was such a beautiful career that he had. And, and it's one of the, it's weird, but it's one of the things that I'm most grateful for that I got to experience. Like, I, I don't know, dude, it's just, it's, it's, I'm just so grateful, honestly. Yeah. You know, I, I think about how, lucky that you know we are to be bought you know from massachusetts um from bought the boston area and 
like I said, we we've in our lifetime have been able to witness some of the greatest athletes to ever play their sport. Yep. As members of their, you know, the Boston teams. You know, you bring up Brady, you bring up Paul Pierce, um, Ortiz, Garnett, you know, those guys. And Bergeron is right at the the Mount Rushmore of those. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. he's he's the top of the when when you think of Bruins hockey, um, he's the first one to uh to come to mind. Um and as you were explaining, you know, you haven't teared up yet. Um a quote that I immediately immediately thought of when I heard the news, it was uh don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things like we'll be able to look back on it forever and just be like, Yeah, he was a Bruin his whole career. And we got to witness it. We got to witness how great of a of a hockey player he he was and how great of a man he is also. Dude, we're going to be the way that say our parents talk about, you know, Cam Neely, uh Ray Bork, like we're going to be soon soon like when we're 40, 50 years old and we have kids on our own. I think Boosie mentioned this as well at Only Bruins, but I mean, it's universal. It's 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 definitely true. We're going to be those parents telling our kids like you guys have no idea about Patrice Bergeron. You don't even understand how good of a guy and how good of a player this man was. Yeah. You know, he 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 was the guy and he's going to be that dude that we mentioned to, you know, future generations of of great Boston Bruin hockey players. It's going to be like they're going to talk about the kids are going to be talking about some some kid that's playing with the team in the future and we're going to be like, "Yeah, well, he's no Patrice Bergeron." So Dude, <laughs> dude our kids are talking about this guy who just scored 200 goals and we're like, "Yeah, but you never got to see Patrice Bergeron." Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, but get, yeah. But yeah, guess what? But... Guess what, buddy? If Bergeron was playing, he wouldn't have scored half of those, all right? Yeah, Best he... two-way player in the game. <laughs> he scored, he uh he played with a punctured lung. I don't think that that this guy is. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, man, we're you know we're coming up on an hour, and um, I could go on for hours and hours and hours and hours talking about the greatness of Bergeron and everything. Just his whole mantra, just his what he meant to the Bruins on the ice, what he meant to the community off the ice. I could go on for fucking hours. Um, yeah. and and I think, I think down the road it's going to hit us for sure. Um, But for now, I just want to, you know, I want to show how appreciative I am of being able to witness the greatness that he, you know, of his entire career and what he did for the community. He was, you know, my first Jersey I ever got was a Patrice Bergeron Jersey and just remembering stuff from my childhood. It it does make me, you know, emotional and um, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough to not see him out there. Um, but obviously from, you know, all of us, you know, the whole Bruins community, all of Massachusetts, all of Boston and just hockey fans across the, you know, across the world. You know, we wish Patrice Bergeron the best. We wish his family the best. Um, and, you know, I'm excited to see what what comes next in his uh, in you know, the next chapter. And I know he's going to do great things no matter what he does. And, yeah, we love him, you know, and well, we always will love him and. uh to the Jacobs family, put fucking 37 the banners night. One. Yeah, get Thank that you. up in the rafters. Opening night. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. I, I, Chris, I can't, 
I don't even want to say anything because you just what you just said was perfect. So Bergeron, we love you. We we were so grateful for everything that you did for you know Boston and the Boston Bruins organization. You know all your charitable organizations, your your donations, bringing a cup back to the city, establishing the culture back to the Bruins, and just making all of us fall in love with hockey. Uh, that that's what it is man you you've been a role model forever for so many people um and we grew up watching you and so 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 incredibly grateful yeah man just again thank you for everything and uh we wish you and your family nothing but the best um we love you and uh that concludes episode five of uh drop the mitts toss uh toss myself and mikey a follow at chris j davis 11 um, and at underscore Mike Sullivan um, over at something brewing. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this uh, trip down memory lane and we, uh, you know, we'll see you next time. Thank you guys. Peace.